This is Villages. This room sounds great. And this room sounds great. When we're not doing music, we're doing music, which is nice. And my mother said that as long as I live under this roof, I will continue to take music lessons. Smart lady. Kudos on peaking when you were in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to This Room Sounds Great. I'm going to give these gentlemen a chance to introduce themselves, tell you who they are, where they're from, and why they're here. <laughs> I'm Justin Pachaco. We are the band Villages. Hey, I'm Stephen Leckie, drummer for Villages. Thanks for having us, Reese. What do you do in the band, good sir? I play guitar and I sing. Okay. Is he, it just the two of you? There's more of you, right? No, there's bigger. There's, yeah, yeah, five there's of all us. us. When I was looking you guys up, there are several villages. Uh, oh, don't we it's know. the worst. We're the, we're the dumbest <laughs> villages there are. I mean... Uh, the, sorry about that. We're the worst one, I think, too. That's yeah. the worst part of it. Can I tell you something? <laughs> on on the way to work this morning, Villages came on WNRN, and I, it just hurt. Not my Villages. The, oh. the better Villages. <laughs> no. They're from Ireland, I think. Yeah. One of them. And it just hurt my heart. Come on. There's room for everybody. We just need to change our band name. That's all. <laughs> that was the very first time that there, I was legitimately confused. I, I noticed your band photo, which is how I knew. But most of the time, it's either someone who's formed a band but they used to have solo projects. So you're like, okay, I, I can deduce that's who they are. But you guys, there were a sea of villages. We should have known better. We're the only villages that is spelled in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't matter on Spotify. I was just going to say, that yeah, part doesn't, doesn't, so doesn't translate. You have to shout it. This, that's this, right. We're, we're villages. <laughs> <laughs> now, as I hear, Stephen, aren't you a part of many other projects? Haven't you been doing this in many different facets? We all have. I mean, Justin is is the leader of Farm Vegas for a while, and we've got some other guys that play in Jackass Flat. Um, Chris Jacobs' band. Chris Jacobs' band and Dogwood Tales. And Justin and I sort of work. He books bands for Sam Hill, and I sort of put on festivals and concerts here in town. So when we're not doing music, we're doing music, which is nice. And so who else is in the band? Yeah, so we have Corey Wells on guitar. Uh, he also plays in the Chris Jacobs band. We have Zach Hudgens on bass. He plays in Jackass Flats. We have Stephen Keister on pedal steel. Uh, he plays with bands all over town, Saw Black, Dogwood, Tales. Oh, um, yeah, we've had Saw Black in here. Yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of great groups. He's sort of the go-to pedal steel player in Virginia. And I often listen to records of, like, really great new Nashville bands and Austin bands. And I'm like, Stephen is so much better than these cats. And so we are... So grateful to be able to play with those three guys in general, but Stephen sure. is is just a superstar. How long has your village <laughs> been in this iteration with these bandmates? It's funny when I was driving over here, I had to like get on my phone and reread our biography. We played our first gig Thanksgiving 2016 at the Camel. Uh, recorded our first album in 2017, and here we are now. And what would you say is your genre, your style? I, I mean, I think we're just like rock and roll, a little Americana. Uh, I think when you throw a pedal steel into any mix, it gives you a nostalgia. A good friend of ours and supporter of the band always thinks we sound like 70s AM country, sort of like uh, Flying Burrito Brothers yep. or like Early Eagles. That sounds great. Yeah. Laurel Canyon, early 70s vibe. All yeah. right, let's take a little, a little sample here.
got lost inside the crowd I was looking for you I was looking for you Will the band settle in? The people sang But I'm not sure I heard them I was looking for you Yeah, I was looking for you mattered oh. he was looking for it. he writes a lot of love songs oh. well that is definitely something we always like to ask people who's the main songwriter and what are your inspirations sappy man oh man <laughs> when i've played in bands i've always been a piano player in 2013 or so when my other band farm vegas was winding down was kind of burned out on playing the piano and playing music and I uh, started picking up the guitar and kind of messing around with it and as soon as I learned you know three chords that was it and I just immediately started writing songs and haven't learned a new chord since I haven't that's the problem is you know those easy songs came so easy that I haven't really decided to to get any better so you weren't writing before well I'd always had just like on the piano so oh Playing guitar kind of opened up a new the uh, lyrical style side. of uh, inspiration for me. So, yeah, that's how this project came together is I started playing guitar, had all these songs, wanted to get them uh, out of the bedroom. And uh, luckily, I have so many, you know, talented friends. And that's how this project came about. And I've got great musicians all around me that have kind of taken these songs and made them sound so much better than they would otherwise. Where are you at right now at the beginning of 2021? Like, what was going on when the world stopped? We were excited for 2020. We, we thought we had a big year ahead of us. And um, obviously what happened, happened. For me personally, you know, I felt it immediately just on the uh, professional front. I book bands for uh, weddings and corporate events and private parties and have been doing that for, you know, 12 years. And suddenly all of those events got canceled. And it was uh, a huge headache and very stressful and... Um, you know, kind of made me rethink what I was doing from a career point of view. And I know Steven the same way. He books Friday Cheers and does stuff down on Browns Island. And it just was very stressful and took so much energy for us to kind of focus on that, um, that it kind of just made, you know, us playing music. It just became, you know, secondary. And we've had opportunities to kind of play here and there in solo and duo formats. And we've been able to write songs and kind of send them to each other. And we've still been able to scratch that itch. Um, but, you know, 2020 was definitely uh, brutal, brutal <laughs> for it's, a lot of people. It's interesting. Almost everyone I've spoken to were on the verge of something bigger when this happened. Everyone was about to release an album or go on tour. Honestly, it's not like everybody, oh, well, we were in a long songwriting phase or we had taken a break. Everybody was really just ready to charge forward and this happened. Um, but everyone has also made best use of the time. That's right. I will tell you. That's right. Everyone. No one just said, no one I've talked to, thankfully, has said, oh, we just decided the band wasn't for us or eh, it wasn't my dream after all. Everyone has just <laughs> pushed, pushed, pushed. I and like to think that I've used the best use of the time. <laughs> I don't know if that's for sure, though. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. There have definitely been days and weeks where I probably was, and then there's been days and weeks where maybe not um, so much. Self, self-care, Justin, self-care. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> what do you think it's going to be like when it kicks back in? Do you, do you think everyone's going to hit the ground running? Do you think everyone has to get reacquainted? Do you think it's going to be difficult for people who were just starting out? I mean... Yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah. think all of the above. I think when the weather turned nice, what, 10 days ago, uh, it just seemed like a, a light switch went off here in Richmond. Uh, I know at least where I work, 
we manage outdoor spaces. And so the phone started ringing immediately to book that outdoor space. And it's like, oh, it's spring now. I should do this. And I'm sure Justin's seeing a lot of people calling for weddings because it's like all of a sudden it's 70 and nice. I think I, – I mean I'm shocked at the speed of which – the vaccinations are going and this, the pace of the numbers coming down. So I'm feeling very optimistic for how the spring and summer is looking. Um, I think big things are planned for the summer. I think people are going to take some chances and I think it'll be worth it. We'll see. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Where, are you, where is the band right now? Like, I mean, do you guys have an entire album to put out? Or are you just gigging? Uh, yeah, it's going to be recorded here on April uh, 20th. <laughs> Shaco Sessions Live, 420 oh. edition. Are you doing a live album uh, on the yeah. show? Thank you. I didn't know if you heard, but you guys are recording it. We're so thrilled. <laughs> that is huge for us to do that. Um, and we've got at least three or four shows before May lined up to tie in with the show, which would be nice. Um, here around town and yeah, all outdoors, socially distanced kind of shows, safe kind of shows. Um, so we're excited for it, but no, 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 I wish, I wish I could say like we had this really cool album planned at Montrose or here or anywhere. uh, anywhere. And it's like, no, we haven't taken that step. So really April 20th is like, we're pumped. (laughs) Rock stars. What do you think of the Richmond music scene in general, since you guys have been doing it a while? Oh my goodness. I think it's we're so lucky. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. There're so many great bands and so many different genres and so many different styles and I can remember my very first gig in Richmond was at Twisters when I was in 8th grade. Oh, please tell me the name of the band. Uh, we were called the Blue Roof Band. We were a ska so band. Oh god, that's bad. I knew <laughs> it was not bad. That's so fitting though. Did you have horns? We covered a lot of real big fish. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember we opened up for a band called Stink Palm that had like mannequin palms coming through the mic stands with blood and spikes. And I just remember my parents were just mortified. I'm sure. You know, what has their, you know, fair haired child gotten into? <laughs> and you were so excited. You were gigging <laughs> yes, at 12 it, years old. It was the coolest. Uh, but So that's what it started for me. And it's just, you know, the scene has been always so embracing. And I've been lucky to make so many great relationships with friends and musicians and club owners and it's it's been wonderful there's so many good bands out there and we're just we're lucky that we get to play a small part in it we're definitely sort of in a phase here where you've got these bands like butcher brown signing to concord records i mean that's totally legit and on monday night football it's like come on now this is a national band that's Playing in front of the, you know, more, uh, the circles. It's like they're right here in town. You've got amazing bands, No BS Brass Band, who are doing amazing things. Mighty Joshua. You got the Ing- the Ingramettes, who are doing like <gasps> world class gospel music. It's just top five of yeah. my favorite Shaco yeah. Sessions live shows. We've oh, done. they're so oh, wow. good. It'll touch your soul and just <laughs> they, they filled the room with the spirit. Let me tell you, they that's are right. Amazing. It's just there's so much goodness, and it's as Justin said, it's so diverse. The punk scene is great. The rock scene is great. The soft rock scene that Justin does is is great. The <laughs> so do you do yacht scene. rock as well, yeah, Justin? No, I mean that scene's great too. The Three Sheets kills it. Yeah, um, nationally, go. that's another. Great band, so I think we're very lucky. Matthew you know, E. White, Matthew Jay E. White, yeah, the yeah. stuff that Space Bomb's doing. Yeah. There's just so much goodness. I think there's more that the city could probably be doing to embrace, you know, making it easier for musicians to gig and to make a living. And you look at like, what are your suggestions? Oh, what would you tell the city? I don't know about all that, but <clears throat> I mean, 
I look at things as simple as parking for musicians that are gigging, and that's like such a basic thing. And you look at somebody like Lucas at the Camel or the Broadberry who's like got that Lowe's parking lot, and it sounds so silly. But having a gig and knowing that you can go park to unload your van is incredibly important. And it's so basic. And you look at cities like New Orleans or Austin or Nashville, and that's like – stuff they did decades ago. The admissions taxes. Admissions stuff, yeah. taxes. and the re- the, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I probably should have put more thought into it before I made that, <laughs> that statement. But I guess just to tie in how the Richmond music scene is, I think we've got an incredible, yep. incredible amount of great musicians who probably just, at, especially at this point, everybody needs a little boost. Lucky 2024. That's right. <laughs> Steven's talking out of his ear again. <laughs> out of my... What have been some of your most memorable performances, either with Villages or maybe in some of your own endeavors? Hmm. And was it was it exciting because of the of the audience connection of how you were jiving with the band? Did, did somebody drop something on stage and you just laughed? I mean, right. For me, it's always it's not about the size of the venue. It's always just about like the connection you make with the crowd. So, you know, we've definitely played some larger festivals that were uh, at least for our set not very well attended. And you might think like, wow, that's got to be the best gig they've ever played, but. You know, for me, sometimes just playing some of these smaller venues where there might only be 50 people there and they seem to be connecting with the music. And I'm sure a lot of people say that all the time. But for me, that's, you know, what resonates. Seeing the smiling faces. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I got a lot of good memories from this band. I think playing, uh, we opened for a guy named Daniel Romano out of um, Canada, who's probably not as big as he should be. And actually, Stephen, who plays pedal steel, his brother Matthew plays bass in the band. That's a long way to go about it. But anyway, he's been a musician of mine who I own every LP of his. He's got probably 12 or 13 releases over a massive career. I'm He's, he's my Desert Island pick. We got to open up for him at Strange Matter in about the same time frame as it was closing down. So it closing down... And playing with him, it's like I'm even getting the vapors now thinking about it. It's like that was a really cool moment for me. And we got it because Matthew is brothers with Steven. It's like, I don't care how we got it, but we got it. And it was fun. You know what I mean? No, my last guest was just talking about connecting the dots. That's that's right. That's right. Especially in a town like this, the dots are always connected. There's not even seven degrees of separation. It's like usually two or three. And you can always be like, oh, you know that person? Or I went to school with that person. Or played in a band Mm -hmm. with a ska band with that person called Stink Palm or whatever it might be called. The roof, what was it? The blue roof band. Oh, blue roof band. Because our middle school had a blue roof. Oh, <laughs> That's so, I love it. so sweet. Have you always played drums, Stephen? Yeah, yes. That's okay. all. Is that I what you started it, out with? I played, uh, and when I was 13, I found a drum kit in my attic that belonged to my uncle who left town and I guess asked my dad to store his drums. They're like 1963 Ludwig, Ringo, Star, that like sort of um, silver pearl look to them i still have them to this day so i found those in the attic i was like we got to pull these things out and so i played drums throughout high school and can remember playing like fraternity parties when i was 16 and thinking what's my mom letting me go to uva (laughs) and like play these fraternity houses until two in the morning and then drive back and so i've i've been very lucky to have have a a fun i can't say it's like been my career because it's not it's been able to it's it's really been like a passion and a hobby that i've been able to like carry on the weekends and since i've had kids and sort of grown up and quote gotten more of a day job it's 
it's slowly fallen to, you know, not as often as I'd like. And this project gives me so much juice and so much happiness that things that come in here to talk to you and recording and going playing shows at Hardywood or wherever we're playing is like, I'm just grateful, you know. I know. And I love hearing stories about whether or not people started out taking lessons. You know, maybe it was a musical family or they said, hey, I want to play this versus just finding Finding it. it. Great friend of the studio, Elizabeth Wise, who is a kick-ass blues guitarist and singer. She found her guitar. Her brother had moved out. He was much older. He had moved out. They find it in this dilapidated box in a closet. And she's just like, mine! And she instantly starts sleeping and, you know, has it in her bed with her as a little girl and just, like, learns to play it. And and now she's conquering the the blues world. She's so. great. So I was on the other end of the spectrum because I did not find music. I was told when I was seven years old, I'm taking piano lessons. And my mother said that as long as I live under this roof, I will continue to take music lessons. Smart lady. And so, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I enjoyed it so much until about uh, my freshman year in high school. I can remember, you know, your interests start to shift a little bit and you, you're playing sports and you're noticing girls and you don't want to go have that Friday night piano lesson every single week. And so I just remember just like butting heads with my mother. And she was like, you will continue to take piano lessons. And, you know, now that I've grown up and become an adult and have some perspective, I'm just so thankful that, you know, she made me do that because I get so much joy of it, out of it now. And it's it's something that I'll be able to do the rest of my life, you know, no matter how, you know, Physically, how I deteriorate physically, I'll still be able to. <laughs> well, and also things like, I mean, the pandemic, you know, you were talking about going on hard times, having yeah. that skill set. I mean, everybody's got to have their side hustle. Justin yeah. can go play a solo show and play, yeah. knock out some some Bach and, or some Billy Joel or some Villages. That's and true. It's awesome. Picking up piano gigs. I mean, nobody wants to gigs. hear some like Neil Peart for an hour. <laughs> you know, my, my, my solo gigs aren't, yeah, that's not, my phone's not really ringing for those. But, but Justin. <laughs> You got something. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. <laughs> what do you guys want to accomplish with Villages, given that, you know, as you say, you've got a family, um, you've got a day job and other endeavors. So is it true? I mean, clearly you're talented enough that you're playing Shaco Sessions Live, which is incredible. And and I don't mean that in a, you know, hey, we only deal with the best, but we do have some standards. Sure. So clearly yeah. yes. you're, you're at a certain level. What do you hope for the band? This has always been a passion project for me. Um, You know, right out of college when I was playing with other bands, I definitely was trying to, like, make music a full-time thing. And, like, I did have these big dreams. And, you know, I quickly gave up on that. Um, I got burned out on music, as I mentioned. What burned you out? Like, what would... You know, I think it was just, uh, you know, playing music where you are, like, trying to make it your career. There's just so much extra pressure that comes along with that. And once we started this band where, like, there were no expectations and, you know, when it first started, I was just very excited to go over to Steven's house every couple of weeks and hang out with the guys on a Thursday night and drink beer and play these songs. And, like, if that was all that was going to happen, that was A-OK with ah, me. The pure joy. <laughs> That's right. It really is. It's like, you know, also the fact that I was playing guitar, which wasn't my main instrument. So, like, I just didn't have high expectations and there's no ego involved and... Um, so for me, like just what we're doing right now is just, it's awesome. This is what it looks like to make it. You know? yeah, <laughs> it's right. like, I've made it, you know, but in my own, you know, terms and, and, and what I'm looking for. And 
So yeah, you know, if, if we were able to continue to just do what we do, which is get together every few weeks and practice and get to do stuff like this and play cool gigs and people still show up because they do like the music and, you know, that's that's good for me. And Well, I'll be there when you play. All right. You'll be playing to me. I get a private show. So. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Until things open up and we can actually yeah. have an audience. What do you do to keep yourself well-rounded? And do those hobbies and interests pl- come into play with music? Or, you know, some people I've talked to, um, Rex Richardson, who, you know, is an amazing trumpet player. He likes to cook and he's into wine. And so those things kind of go hand in hand for him when he's learning one or the other. So what keeps you stimulated? I've been chopping so much wood lately. <laughs> Keeping Seriously. The, is it a fireplace or a wood stove? Uh, an outdoor fire pit. So it's not even needed, which is like goes through my head every time I spend an hour chopping wood was like, I don't even need this wood. But it's... Have you ever split a log, Justin? Oh, come on, you're Have either of y'all? <laughs> I have not. Okay, well, then this is a frivolous conversation. <laughs> well, don't you think there's benefit? I was just talking to the last the last band. I'm sorry, you guys are the first. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> there are activities you have to have that turn your brain off. That's right. So that creativity can bubble up. Or even, even if you don't feel like creativity is happening, you need a neutral space. That's and right. so maybe that's your neutral space. It's great. I put on my ear pods and I just listen to music and I chop some wood. It's really nice. nice. And sometimes I have a fire going. The kids are running around. I've been spending a lot of time outside, I guess, Good during, for you. since April. You know, for me, um, you know, I've always played sports. I, I played tennis in college. So it, my girlfriend's probably going to listen back on this and, and laugh that I'm talking about tennis because I probably haven't played in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're a tennis player uh, now, are we? All of a sudden, I love Ooh, to play excuse tennis. Excuse me, Mr. Yeah. Agassi. Right. Get out of your way. Um, Can I say something? Yeah, of course. I've known you for... 12 or 15 years, I had no idea you played tennis in, in college. Really? Yes. Oh, man. It does. I mean, it's not blowing my mind, but it just. Well, like, it was Division III. <laughs> well, still. Um, you know, hobbies, I, I love good cuisine and I love fine wine and good bourbon. And I'm kind of just naming all of my vices right now. But <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, I enjoy, I get excited about, you know, good beer and um, so that kind of thing. What was the first piece of music you ever owned, and what was it, and what format? Oh, this is embarrassing. I remember, I remember getting a CD player for my birthday when I was probably eight years old, and the first album that I got was the Aladdin soundtrack. Oh my gosh, <gasps> that's a winner! Oh, Justin, was yes. it a whole new world for you? Uh, the second one was The Lion King. Nasabenya, no, <laughs> no actual bands yet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Third one was the Beatles. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Which Beatles? Phew. And these were all on CD. Yeah, these were all on CDs. Was it because you liked the videos or your mom and dad were into the... I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, no. at your age, that's probably what you were watching. But so I used right. to just wear out that Aladdin soundtrack. That's all right. <laughs> it's good for a piano player. That's, that's it. Maybe we'll play it on 420, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Oh, there's there's the little catch that you guys are playing April 20th. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's you? Right. Oh, Reese, I wish I could answer this. I don't even think I can answer a this. A 45, an album, eight track? Come on. No, but for some reason earlier this week, I tried to locate where my first concert was. So I saw Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf sticks out to me. And it ended up being at a thing called June Jubilee. And if you're Richmonder, who's been around for 20 or 30 years, June Jubilee will like stick with you. 
But it was outside in Chaco, June of 1990. And I don't know why, but literally on Monday, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to Google Steppenwolf Richmond, Virginia uh, 90s because it was my first show and I, that's all I knew. My second show was the Too Legit to Quit Hammer Tour at the Coliseum. Yes. Jodeci and Boys to Men and some like legit wow. bands. I remember seeing that at like whatever, 10 or 11 going home, like pyrotechnics and 50 dancers on stage and like. The energy. The energy. I mean, I didn't know it. It's like, how is that guy even making a living? Well, he what? I mean, he ended up going bankrupt because of all that show. He gave it away. Well, he gave it away, But it was yeah. so great. I mean, I get it. That show, like, <laughs> I, well, I will never forget watching that show with my buddy Sam Ramage, who was like a my friend at the time. But yeah. So that I can't, but I can't remember like a physical piece of something. Huh. If it was an album or a cassette. I'm guessing you were probably a 45 or cassette guy. No, I'm yeah. guessing you're just too embarrassed to say. No, really. I mean, oh, I had like all the bad stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a ABC and like Ace of Bass. I'm sure I had all that stuff. Not bad stuff, but yeah. <laughs> so screwed. I just can't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that's funny. I... I played a gig uh, this past weekend at the Hof Garden. Yeah. Just me and uh, Corey, who plays in the band. It was just a duo gig. It was my brother's birthday. And so we embarrassed him uh, by playing. I talked to the crowd, and I said, you know, I can remember the very first two albums that my brother got. Oh. And I'm going to play some songs from them. Good for you. And so the first song that I did was uh, Joe Osborne, What If God Was One Of Us. <laughs> And the second song we did was TLC, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Oh, that's a classic. And let me tell you something, Stephen. It sounded awesome. Like, you know we ben, are going to do a full You know Ben Gibbard version. has like a real cover he of does. that. He like, does. He so does. It don't, sounds it Don't sounds go great. chasing Ben Gibbard's <laughs> coattails on covers. It's so true. Are you going to play that on 420? I don't know. Are you going I, to I do want a whole set list of just like ganja weed smoke. I was going to say, song. are you going to honor the date? I'm hoping. Uh, we'll see. Like a lot of like... Oh, we should play some Bunny Whaler in honor of Bunny. We'll do there we go. Sure. Like, there we so, go. I don't know. Say your last name for me again. Pachaco. It is. That is the Italian way. Yeah. Do you speak Italian? No. Oh, okay. Oh, Pachaco. Well, see, Pachaco. The way it's spelled, most people would say Pasiaco, sure. or I'm sure you've heard every Whenever version. Whenever I spell it out, I spell it out Pasiaco. Pasiaco, yeah. yeah. But the I makes the C soft. And... I feel like you just started getting it right. What do you mean, saying What's up, it Justin or spelling? Spelling. The spelling. spelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Justin P. Yeah, how it is on my phone. <laughs> Justin P. You guys got any good celebrity stories? Either either meeting an idol or missing a great celebrity opportunity or just someone being snarky or... Go ahead. What, uh, with Dell? Yeah, I think you're... Well, that was pretty good. We We played a show at the Raceway on a bill... That we had no reason being on. It was Yonder Mountain String Band. And I love them. Del McCurry Band and the infamous String Dusters. And some, oh, Jeff Jeff Austin, right before he passed away. Jeez Louise. And we ended up being in a dressing room that apparently was Del McCurry, who's like 82 and the most sweetest man ever. We were in the wrong dressing room. We were in the wrong dressing room. (laughs) And like there was Del's mando and banjo and guitars. But they ended up coming in there and like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll move these out of your way. And I felt so bad for this man who— He's like 75 years old. He is a living legend, and we had no right even being on that bill, much less being in, like, the same building and then, like, much less taking his dressing room. And then them moving out of it. And then moving. They were the sweetest people ever. But that was sort of bad in a good way. That was sort of neat. You know, I've got this 
super embarrassing story. I'm that, so excited. As you were talking, I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say you it. You have to. But I'm going to say it. Uh, I guess this was like five years ago. I went up to Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve to see the jam band Fish. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you go see Fish. You don't go sober. It's it's a mm-hmm. party band. Mm-hmm. You don't go sober. <laughs> I might. You go altered. <laughs> yeah. Don't be fooled. Uh, so anyway, had a great time at the show. There was an after party uh, at a place that probably held 3,000 people, and it was a band called The New Master Sounds, which is a funk band from London, like one of the best really funk good bands funk in the band. world. New yeah. Master Sounds? Yeah. New Master Four Sounds. four-piece, like old-school funk, instrumental, really good. So I've got a buddy, Dave Lawrence, that is a photographer that had uh, shot some pictures of the band, and he had texted me early in the afternoon and said, hey, I'll put you on the guest list. Come on out to this after party. It's going to be great. So we make it to the after party. It's probably 1 in the morning. And we go to the bar. The band's playing. There's probably 2,000 people in this club. Go to the bar. And I'm inebriated, you know. I've, I've had a good time that night, and I buy a beer, and I, I can barely, like, get my money out of my wallet to pay for this drink. <laughs> I mean, I really can't. It's, you just saw fish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really can't get money out of my wallet to buy this drink. When all of a sudden, like, I hear just, like, a drum beat, and I hear... We hear there's a hot keyboard player out there in the crowd, Justin Pachaco. <laughs> Come on up stage. And I just am like, I gotta be hearing this. And like I turn around and like my girlfriend's behind me and like her eyes are just like, what was that? And I was like, maybe somebody really did say that. That wasn't a voice in my <laughs> head. And then we hear it again, like, Justin Pachaco, come on up stage. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I can't even like pay for this beer right now. And the band is calling me up on stage to play with them. People are going to look at me. <laughs> and so I don't say anything. I don't do anything. Oh. Finally, they give it up. And I get my beer, go in the crowd. I'm enjoying the music. And literally like 20 minutes later, <laughs> just the drums. We're going to try this one more time. Justin Pachaco, are you out there? Come on stage. My buddy Dave Lawrence, the photographer, I guess, had told them that I was coming, oversold me as this amazing piano player. Definitely oversold you. Didn't give me any heads up that I might want to be prepared to come on stage in front of 2,000 people at this sold-out New York City bar fish after party. They do it a second time. Justin Bachaco, where are you at? And, like, finally – I have a panic attack. You know, it's like I'm I'm not prepared for this. Uh, Finally, I'm just, like, turning to my girlfriend. I'm like, Katie – we got to get the hell out of here. And we and I put my head down and we weave through the crowd. As if out. those New Yorkers knew who was yeah. weaving out of there. Right. But it was, there he goes. There he goes. There there he is. Stop him. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. I hear that. We left the show immediately. It's one of my most embarrassing moments. I'm sure the second those doors open and you got in that New York air, it was just like. <sighs> <sighs> I could breathe. I don't again. have to play with the new master you sounds. Pl- I was going to say you yeah, could have played with Or it could have been, I played with the new master sounds. I think even if I was completely sober, I just don't know if I should have gotten up on stage with that yeah. band anyway, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> are you both from Richmond? You sound like you are. I'm, yep. I've lived here in my life. And me too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. We've got we've got local yokels. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. What is the most embarrassing way you've injured yourself, Justin? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I've broken my arm. Uh, you know, when I was seven years old, you know the whirly bird? You pull the string and the thing flies up. Uh got stuck in a tree, climbed the tree, fell down, broke the arm. Not embarrassing, but mm. that's kind of my you know, I've broken my nose twice 
one time in high school, uh, just like in between classes, play fighting with a <laughs> with a buddy. And it just got a little bit too rough, and like he kind of hit it's me in the nose. I, I got a glass nose. I was gonna, just, I was yeah. just gonna say, not a glass jaw. And, and it and it broke, and it really was. We were just like shadow boxing. So maybe that one would be the most. How'd you break it the second time? Uh, playing basketball. Took it tennis. Though. That was tennis ball <laughs> right to the nose. Tennis. <laughs> what about you? Whenever a door is open, I always tend to like put my head down and run my head into like a cabinet or a like. This tabletop right here, if we drop something, You'd my forehead up, right. would always hit it. So you have no spatial relation is that, what you're saying. That's, that's, mm-hmm. That is like the most perfect way of describing it. Mm-hmm. No spatial relation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a weekly occurrence for me. And stubbing my toe, I did that three times today. <laughs> no? Have nobody? your kids done anything that made you just piss yourself? Like, oh, God. They had to have. I mean, they're con- kids are constantly doing. Always. But his kids are the best. Jumping off things. Well, and my daughter broke her foot. When she was very young, but it wasn't that crazy. She just broke her foot running. It was like the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. It's just like when they're little, they just. She's got her old man's jeans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's got my spatial relation. <laughs> that's a good band name, by the way. Spatial relation. Like a prog rock band. I'm into it. That could be really cool. Three piece. I like it. Where do you think Villages is most appreciated? Like, have you guys been able to travel internationally as Villages, or oh, has gosh, it just been no. regional? There's already one in Ireland that's covering it for us at the moment, <laughs> so we don't need to go too far. So when we're, are we doing the we're rebrand? Like whole, we're we like franchise Yeah, it's like the Blue Man Group. Okay, so just rebrand and become Spatial Relation. That's right. There's not going to be anybody. I'll look it up that. while spatial you talk. Spatial Relation. Go ahead. Fill in the gaps. Gosh, no. God, I would love to travel, but... Man, if we could go to like uh, Lynchburg, <laughs> have you heard of it? We're the Virginia franchise of villages. That's right. Uh, maybe like Virginia Beach. Yeah, no, we do a lot of stuff, obviously in Richmond and you know Charlottesville, kind of a central Virginia thing. Mm-hmm. So, where do you th- where do you think they love you the most? Oh gosh, probably like the Netherlands or something. I was going to say like we like well, Germany. We've looked we've looked at the Spotify information. They tell you like where your listeners are from, and I remember we got on that playlist from. Uh, that, was he German? Was it Dieter? No. Gosh, what was his name? But yeah, no, uh, a song kinda, picker. He's yeah, German. We, yeah. we landed on some pretty cool playlist. And, and that helped. And suddenly we had all kinds of international At listeners. least oh, like cool. 100 fans. <laughs> Maybe 25. Maybe a few. Yeah. There is a band called Spatial Relations. Of course. Their biggest hit is called Default to Truth. Love it. High art, maybe? (laughs) I like it. I just feel like it's going to clip into something pretty heavy here in a second. (laughs) Or it's just going to keep this up for two minutes and just. just It's like when the beat drops, it just keeps it going. It's got that um, Cigaros music box kind of sound. That's right. I could chill out to this. I don't mind this. We're gonna have to choose a dis- different band name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. We're spelled with a Z. Original. Spatial relations. We're all caps. <laughs> yeah, we're all caps. That's right. No, I'm telling you, that doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Do you know how many people I meet in my day job who, when they give me an email address or if I give them mine, they'll say, "Does it matter if it's yeah, a- all caps? Is there any puncture or yeah, capitalization?" And I just think it's 2021. <laughs> Well, they are also giving me an AOL. I was about to say, is it AOL or like Hotmail, one of those two? Yeah. There's like a correlation to that, I'm sure. I will tell them where the email is coming from me and they'll say, oh, you can send it to xyz at aol.com. And I'm like, oh, 
It's killing me. You're hurting me. During my day job, if I get a uh, an inquiry that's come through our website and the inquiry is written in all caps, I've got like a 1% chance of booking <laughs> Why are you shouting at me? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why? just met. Come on. They want your attention. Yeah. They get it. Those really work out. <laughs> Why would you scream at me? Do you guys hang out as a band a lot? Do you have a great camaraderie or is it just... Not as much as we'd like lately. Yeah, just, yeah I've been, is so I've, weird. We've now. been really, I mean, some of us have various comfort levels of the last year. So I feel like there's been times where we're like, let's jam. And one of us has been like, no. That makes sense. Um, yeah. You've got little ones. Yeah. And yeah. Sure. But, but now, like, we have really high hopes for opening windows and playing outside in the spring and, like, air circulation. And mm-hmm. as sell, silly as that sounds, I feel like that, no. that'll change a difference. But no, in terms of camaraderie, yeah, like, we all. All love each other. I think Justin and I are very grateful that the three guys that play with us the most play with us because we're 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 definitely the weakest links, and those guys <laughs> are absolutely like real world class musicians. So who, why aren't they here on the podcast? Well, why did they send you Yahoo? Because we're behind the email. We're, we're, we're answer- the charisma. <laughs> <laughs> we're the good looks. Can't you tell? You can't see us out there, but that's all right. No, I, but really, I th- I feel like. Yes, we're all buddies. I wish we hung out more, but but I also understand that we haven't been able to lately. But um, yeah, we're sappy. We're super sappy. Those guys are great. Really? So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about uh, all the nice things we've said about. Like, no, we talk about it all the time. That you know, we are very fortunate to play with those guys. Yeah. What do you want us to get out of the show on 420? <laughs> I get real good buzz, I guess, for 420. Apart I don't know. from hanging out in the parking yeah, lot for a Louise. long time before we go live. We'll schedule that. Um, <laughs> No, I, I mean, we were talking about today, we're so thrilled to have like a video representation of the band, albeit, um, I mean, y'all's shows are so polished and they sound so good and the I engineers agree. kill it and it just, it all looks so good. So it's such a different vibe than like a sort of uh, Twisters or Strange Matter or Nancy Reagan show <laughs> or whatever we're talking. So Yeah, I agree. Also, you know, I, we've got so many friends and family and fans that I think have wanted to see us the past year, but just Can. haven't been able to. Yeah. And, you know, you see a lot of musicians that are out there doing streams and the quality kind of varies. And we've kind of held off on doing stuff like that just because I weren't, I wasn't sure that we could really execute it the way we wanted it to. And so we'll seen, let y'all do we've it. seen this stuff. And yeah. yeah, it looks amazing. And I know there's a lot of folks that are excited. I take credit for none of it. But I, but I thank everybody at the end of every show who does make yes, it happen. No, thank you to Matt and Carlos and all those guys. We're Everyone, yes. Andrea, Eric, everybody. Yes. Yeah, they make sure it sounds good to you in the room. And then there's a completely different person who makes sure it sounds incredible to the listener at home it's as great. well. Yeah. And then Eric makes me look like... A goddess. Great. <laughs> I, I joke that I want that lighting on like a marching band Always. harness. Yes, Because just I just it need to follow me everywhere. I'm sure you it's guys great. walked in and went, that's not the same woman who hosts no, Chaco Sessions. Well, we were joking that we've got one month to tighten up and get in shape a little bit. Yes, it's going to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> the cameras are going to be right. Ne- I've needed an excuse, you know. You, you laugh, but every Tuesday before we go live, I'm like, suck it in. That's hilarious. <laughs> I sit up straight. We're going to do like a band weight loss challenge like you do in the office. I like it. Or or like The Office. I don't know if you remember that that episode. Everybody can put some money in the kitty. That's right. mm -hmm. (laughs) Fantastic. Where can people go for more information on your version of Villages? (laughs) So we have an Instagram page. uh, We Are Villages is our handle. Okay. We Are Villages. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, Instagram, We Are Villages. Facebook, We Are we Villages. Are villages Spotify, yeah. <laughs> the the picture of the dudes around the campfire, as you said, you found us by the picture. That literally is how I explain to my friends when they say, dude, there's like seven other villages. It's like, <laughs> look for the campfire picture. That's yeah. us. Well, who thought of villages? Where did it come from? It came on a play of uh, the original incarnation for this was that it was going to be a lot of different musicians that would be in and out, like a rotating cast of characters that would sort of support Justin's songs. And so it was a play on It Takes a Village to Make Justin Sound Good kind of vibe. <laughs> and he knows I'm kidding because I love Justin truly. And then we decided actually it takes several villages. <laughs> <laughs> Justin wrote all of these songs. Justin's songwriting is like top notch. Talk about another, like like Steven who should be playing in Nashville and Corey and all these guys. But Justin should be sending these songs to like the country singers and pop stars because he he could be doing you should real stuff that's where the money is man songwriting that's, that's the, the way to do it that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me oh you're welcome <laughs> so you yes find, find us there sure wonderful I can't wait to see you guys thank you thank you thank you so much for listening be sure to like us follow us and subscribe to us on all the usual suspects and also be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30pm to Shaco Sessions Live on YouTube Facebook and Twitch that's a wrap <laughs>